Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope you're able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope this message will be an inspiration to help you find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. Well, I want you to know that you all look fabulous today. I am so glad that you decided to be in church. And let me speak by faith and say that everybody at the Michigan Street Campus, you also look great. Everybody at the Red Bug Lake, you look great. Here at Curry Ford, come on, can we put our hands together there? Put your hands together, celebrate. We're just all coming together. And uh, at the Red Bug Lake Campus today, um, they're celebrating a special occasion. Pastor Jason, a lot of the campus pastors there, today we're celebrating 15 years that they've been on pastoral staff with us here at the church. So here and, and uh, there, uh, we, are, um, we are celebrating with you. And uh, man, so grateful for your influence and your leadership in this, in this church. It means the world. Um, We are uh, also grateful for those that are joining us on a screen somewhere else. And so maybe you're uh, at your house or somewhere else and you're watching us. um, Got a text from somebody that's watching us out of state this morning um, and love the fact that they can still stay connected. Um, So we're we're so glad. Hope you lean into what God's doing in your life too, no matter where you are. And we also look forward to the time when you are here with us in person because it's even better in person at one of our campuses. It just is, yeah. Amen. I don't know if you can hear that online, but there was at least seven people that clapped just now on that topic, on that point. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, We are uh, launching um, a a message, I guess, a little bit of a series, and I'll get to that in just a moment. But uh, before I get into um, what God laid on my heart to to preach this weekend, let me look at some other uh, aspects and um, thoughts around other verses and the Word of God based on kind of what's been going on right now in our country, obviously the last couple of days um, and uh, the Supreme Court decision has created a lot of conversation and um, (laughs) praise God. So let me, if I could, let me give you, we try as a church um, and I want you to try as, as the church to have a biblical worldview on on anything that you're facing, on any decision you're making, on any outlet or outlet, or as you look out at whatever's going on in culture, that you would try to have a, a biblical world of view. And so we would go to scripture to see kind of how to feel about uh, most things, and the scriptures uh, gives us pretty clear um, direction in most areas of, of, our, uh, of our world. Um, this one would be one that, the, as far as life and um, the taking of life, um, when life begins. Most of these concepts are not ambiguous in Scripture, okay? Um, so we're just going from a, a biblical worldview. Uh, I mean, the, the sixth commandment talks about not taking life. Jeremiah chapter 1 talks about uh, God's forming us and God's awareness of us even in the womb. Uh, Galatians chapter 1 also talks some things along those lines. Exodus 21 actually describes a situation in which a woman who's carrying a child pregnant and if she gets harmed and there's a, 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 a death or something that would harm that would come to the child that the person would be responsible for that. Um, let me just say it this way from, from the uh, beginning of the Bible to the end, God is 
very concerned about life from, from the womb to the tomb, and so is the church. And so uh, that's, that's, the, that's the kind of the viewpoint that we would, that we would launch from. But let me, let me tell you, in the midst of a, a moment like this, when social media and, and some in our society are, are craving and, and baiting you into uh, different conversations and different um, perhaps arguments, if we could say it that way, let me also remind you what the Bible says is that we should be striving to be at peace with everybody. When it's, when it's up to us, Romans chapter, or Hebrews chapter 12 and Romans chapter 12, when it's, as, it, as it pertains to what we can do to, uh, to make it happen, we should be at peace with everybody. Proverbs chapter 20 says, it's the honor of a man to be above strife, but fools will always be quarreling. And so this is not a time for the church to gloat or for the church to be um, ugly online or to engage in quarrels that aren't going to get anybody anywhere. And this is also important for us to have a biblical worldview on that. It's also a good time for us to have a biblical worldview on on, uh, on, on, on children and, and, uh, and, and needs, families that would, that needs that family would have, special needs that children would have. And we as a church, we're, we're constantly trying to improve in those areas. Matter of fact, this fall, um, we'll be launching a, a whole additional uh, foster care and adoption initiative where we're helping families with that and we're working on our special needs stuff, improving that. Again, biblical worldview of, of these things. And so um, this is a time for us to, uh, to, really, to really be the church, you know, across all of these areas. And um, I just wanted to make it, make it clear kind of where we stood as far as, um, uh, you know, on all of these different topics that we're faced with right now. Um, so I'm going to preach. We're, we're going to preach the, this week and next week. It's this, uh, the overall kind of heading of this is I have decided I have decided, we just sang about it. I have decided. I'll sing a special right now. You watch me. I've been, no, I'll grab a mic. We'll bring the lights, the spotlight. We'll do the whole thing. I'll just get my pose and hit a high note. And we'll do it. Like I've been threatening the music department. I said, I'm singing a special, the old, old school special. I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna bring my, my cassette tape holder. You remember, remember those? You had all the little tracks in there. I'll do it. No, no, no preaching about, I have decided, but underneath that to over, over title, I have a subtitle for today's message, and it would be this, go down, come up, and walk on. Go down, come up, and walk on. Uh, let's pray, and we'll ask God to speak to us today. Lord, thank you for your word that is, it's just relevant. It's applicable for every area of our life, and I'm thankful for that. And Lord, we as, as Christ followers, we, we want to honor you. We want to honor your word as best as we can in every area of our life. And so I pray today you'd anoint this word, speak to us, because we need to hear from you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said? Amen. 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 Well, if you have your Bibles, go to Matthew chapter 28. If you are going to turn on your Bible, you can do it that way. Matthew chapter 28. Also, um, we'll turn to Romans chapter 6. Matthew 28, Romans chapter 6. As always, my, my, the notes for our message will be on the Bible app, and so you can look at that. You go, when you're on there, you go to events. You'll see Faith Assembly listed there as one of the events, and then our notes for today, as most weeks, are there on the app. But Matthew chapter 28, this is Jesus talking here. Uh, this verse is actually referenced in our, um, 
in our weekly news a moment ago talking about next Sunday. Next Sunday, January 3rd, is going to be so amazing. January 4th is, uh, can be about fireworks, but January 3rd is going to be about waterworks. All right, It's Baptism Sunday next January 3rd, this coming weekend. It's going to be so awesome. And... Um, uh, January, what now? I said, oh, January, thank you. Oh my gosh, I was like, what is going on in this room right now? <laughs> All right, let's start over. Let's pray. Lord, help us. <laughs> okay. All right, July, that's what I meant to say. Okay, here's the thing you know what I meant. So just keep it zipped. You know I ain't talking about nothing in January. Come on. All right. Let's start. Yeah, so July 5th, July 4th, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> July 4th is all about fireworks. July 3rd, Sunday, July 3rd, waterworks, baptism Sunday, this coming July 3rd. Now we can applaud. <laughs> Perhaps I should read the Bible. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. This is Jesus talking it says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. This is Jesus talking. Um, this is one of the two ordinances that Jesus gave to the church. Jesus uh, gave two ordinances that would be perpetually uh, observed by the church until he comes back. One of those ordinances would be communion. We, we celebrated that one just a moment ago. Uh, as so often as you uh, eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. This is an ordinance that Christ set for the church to be continuing to happen, which is why we do that. Um, the other ordinance, the other one that Jesus himself put in place for the church is water baptism. And so... It's, it's of, of importance, and that's why we're going to take it today and kind of share on it and hopefully inspire. If any of you who are Christ followers and you've not been baptized in water, I really want you to lean into this message and hear what God would say to you about this. It's, it's so important, and then next Sunday is Baptism Sunday. And when I think about water baptism, I often think about this story. Me and some friends were sitting around in college, and we used to just tell church stories because we all, just growing up in church, we just had different moments when things kind of did not go as planned. And one of my friends, Brad, he used to tell this story because his dad pastored a great church in Cincinnati, and uh, he was talking about his dad doing baptism service, one, one service, and, and um, one of the guys that had signed up to get baptized, I think his name was Gene, but I, don't quote me on that, but uh, he was kind of like, everybody knew Gene, you know, like you just never knew what was going to come out of his mouth. You never knew what he was going to do. He was kind of a, a live wire, you know, just kind of like maybe a little bit socially unaware. Just he, I mean, you just never knew. But he loved the Lord and loved the church. And he decided he wanted to get baptized. And that kind of made some of the church leadership a little nervous because we're like, we don't know what Gene's going to do. But so they, they sit down with him beforehand. They said, now listen, you got to behave yourself when you're up there. And he's looking at him like, okay. They said, now when you get up there, because everybody's going to be watching, and it's part of church, and so you've got to behave yourself, and here's what's going to happen. You're going to step down the water. The pastor's going to say this, and then he's going to put you under the water. Do you understand that? He's looking like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, I understand, I'm saying, but he's excited about getting baptized. Well, the service comes, and, and um, it's all quiet and reverent. This is in, those, in that church at that time. The baptismal tank was right in the building, and 
The audio from the tank would have been a part of the service, and so they're, uh, he's getting ready to step in. And usually the pastor would say some, some nice words, you know, like, due to your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, it's my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And it would be this whole thing, and then they'd go down. But Jesus starts to come down into the water, and he is so excited to be baptized, so excited to declare his love for Jesus, that on his way down, I mean, the pastor does not even get his arms on him. Doesn't even get to start his cute little phrase of, due to your profession of faith. Jingus down in there, and he spins around like this, and before anybody can touch him or say anything, he just goes, bombs away, boom, and just, and just launches himself backwards, just, just nesty plunge, just all up in the water. They said the tank was just going crazy, water spilling out everywhere. They still had more people to baptize. They barely had enough water to even baptize the rest of the people because Gene had splashed it all out of there. Uh, and so uh, next week, we don't think we'll have any bombs away baptisms, but even if we do, it'll be fun. Let me talk about baptism for a little bit today. Baptism is a word that, um, in, in the Greek, it's baptismo, and it, it literally just means to dunk or to put under, and uh, that's what the word means, and we think of it as a, a religious term. We think of it as a Christian term, actually, um, but it, in its origin, origination, it, it actually was, was broader than just a Christian religious term. Uh, for instance, um, it, it, it was a trade term back in the day that fabric workers would use, and it would be this. They would take a fabric, and they would, put, they, would, they would baptize the fabric, meaning they would put the fabric into dye, and when the fabric would come out, it would be different than it was before. Can I preach that again? I said when they would put the fabric into the dye, it would come out. It would look different than it did before. That's what the waters of baptism represents for us, that we come up out of that water different than we were before. I'll get into that in just a moment. But it was a, a trade term. Also, we find that even baptism as a religious thing um, was not just, uh, is not unique to Christianity. Uh, in the ancient world, uh, there, were, there were different types of, of baptisms. Uh, ancient Greeks, they would, they would baptize ships before they would go out on, onto sea, and they would try to pour water over them. And um, ancient Greece, there was an ancient Greek oracle god named Trophinius, and uh, part of his rituals that was associated with having a ritual bath that was also supposed to re you receive insight and you would uh, potentially have the chance of receiving immortality as part of this ritual bath uh, with, this, um, uh, with this Greek god. Also the ancient Babylonians, uh, used baptism as purification, as did the ancient Egyptians. Uh, those religions were focused around death and, and the River Nile. And so there were a lot of different baptisms and associated with different things. Now, when we get baptized in water, just, I know most everybody knows this, when we get baptized in water, we're not associating with any of those other things. When we get baptized in water, we are associating ourselves as a belief on Jesus Christ, and when we get baptized in water, when we go down, it represents something. When we come up, it represents something, and when we walk on, it represents something. It allows us to link in to the power and person of Jesus Christ in a different way, in a new level. Now, let me say this about Jesus. Jesus is the central theme 
of history. He is the central character of history. It's hard to really argue against that. I mean, literally time is split and measured by his existence. And so we're still talking about him. I mean, millions still devoted to him all these years later. So we go, okay, let's look at his life. Jesus never held political office. Jesus uh, never conquered military, military armies and, and uh, conquered nations and worlds through military uh, force. Now these are usually the type of people that you're talking about 2,000 years later. Jesus did none of those things and yet, and yet worldwide he is a phenomenon still to this day. So why would that be? Here's why I think that's the case. Because of his death and because of his resurrection. Like there is a, there is a, a, a powerful, um, there is a powerful part to his story. He dies and he calls it beforehand. I, I'm also coming back to life. And when we get baptized in water, we're going to read it in a moment. We are linking ourselves to that. We get to link uh, here in 2022. We're just, we're just some humans in Florida and we get to link ourselves to that death and that resurrection, that, that influence, that authority. I'll say it this way. Um, I have, and I've, I've been wanting to kind of tell you all this anyway, but there are some people that will get on Instagram and they'll clone like pastor's Instagram's account. account. So there's uh, some that have done it with me. They'll, they'll screenshot all my pictures and they'll make a fake account. They'll put my name with an extra uh, underscore or something like that. My Instagram account is just Pastor Johnny, but they'll add stuff to it and it'll look just like my account and they'll try to, and they'll go through all my followers and they'll try to interact and they'll ask for money and some uh, unfortunately have fallen um, to the scam and sent money and listen, I'll never ask for money on social media. I have one social media account and I'll, that's all I have and so if you ever get something from me saying, hey, I need money for this or that on social media, that's, it's not real, okay? But here these people are trying to take my likeness, to take my influence and my authority and get gain from it, and I'm not for it, okay? I don't want them to do that. Now here's the difference. When we get baptized in water, we are standing under Jesus' authority, under his influence, and Jesus is for it. Jesus is like, come on, with the power of my death and resurrection can be a part of your life. Paul said it this way. He said, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. Wow. And that's what water baptism signifies. Romans 6. I got to hurry. Romans 6, verse 1 through 4. This is what the Word of God says. This is Paul talking about what happens when we decide to follow Jesus in water baptism. What we, what we link into. He says, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized, here we go, all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Baptism is an outward symbol of an inward work that has happened, an inward belief that has happened. Like for instance, I, I'm wearing a wedding ring, but wearing a wedding ring does not make me married. The wedding ring symbolizes the decision I made 
to get married, the decision I make every day to stay married, which is an easy decision for me because I like marriage. But I'm not teaching on marriage today. I could, but I'm not. But that's just, somebody else could put a wedding ring on and it's a symbol, but that does not make them married. Water baptism does not save us. Water baptism is a, is a sign, it's a, it's a show, it's an illustration that something has happened, that, that I have decided to believe on Jesus. I have decided to take advantage of his likeness, to take advantage of his person, to take advantage of his identity and make it part of mine, make it my identity. That's what water baptism says. I like to, I'll say it this way. If he went down, I'll go down. If he came up, I get to come up. And if he walked on, then I'm going to walk on. Let's, let's go through those. Uh, if we're going to link, when we link ourselves to Christ Jesus through belief and water baptism, we go down. We go down. And I'll, I'll just warn you now, this first part is not the fun part to preach. And a lot of us, we, we don't like to talk about death and, and the fact that some parts of us needs to die. But that's what, exactly what Paul talked about. He said, when you get baptized... This is what you are doing. This is what you're baptized into. Baptized into Christ, he says, verse four, when we do that, we, we were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. Baptism represents the, the going down. It's, uh, I've heard people call it the water grave. It represents death. It represents the old me dying. Paul in Colossians, I mean in Galatians chapter two said it this way. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. It's Christ that lives in me. There's, there's parts of our life, I mean even now, there's some of you, there's parts of your life that needs to be put to death. Put to death whatever belongs to your sinful nature. And it's not easy to bury our past. I mean, it's not easy to bury anything. Uh, you, you see shows sometimes and uh, somebody will do something wrong and they got to do something with like a, a body or something like that, like on some TV show or some movie. And there'll be, there'll be like one little skinny girl, right? And she'll like have a shovel and then they'll just, she'll start digging and then it'll just fast forward. Pretty soon it's like this massive six foot hole and she's not even sweating, making it look like it's easy. Anybody ever try to just dig a hole? Hopefully not a grave, but... Anybody just try to dig like a normal hole? I mean, it'll make you work. It's, it's hard work digging. It's hard work burying something. When I think about how hard it is, I, I got to tell this story on my wife. A couple years back, she came home, and she looked frazzled that day, and she said, I have had the worst day. I said, what's going on? So she was um, over with my uh, youngest where he was doing a, a baseball workout and, and they were uh, not too far from that on the road. And when she was driving, um, I think they were getting ready to grab something to eat. Um, they saw this little dog and it was stray and it was running uh, across the street. And so cars are stopping and trying not to hit it and the dog's scared to death. And so my wife decides, you know, this is God's call in her life to help save the, uh, this situation. So she's out there trying to do something and unfortunately, um, the, the, the road is busy and the dog ends up being struck by a car and, and, and passing away there on the street. And my wife sees it and it, she's an animal lover. So it just, I mean, it just really hurts her feelings. And so she goes out there and she decides that she needs to give this dog like a proper, like send off into doggy heaven. And, uh, 
So she takes the dog and she walks over to this field next to the road and uh, she's like, and so I, I dug a grave and I buried the dog. And I was like, what did you dig with? And she's like, my hands. <laughs> so she's just over there just like, whoo, just like digging a hole. This guy's like kind of trying to help her or whatever. He sees, feels bad for her, so he goes down. So there they are just both digging with their hands, trying to dig a grave deep enough. I was like, why didn't you just call animal control? She's like, I don't know, I just got so caught up. And so... But she said, I got so tired, I was so exhausted from digging, because it's hard to bury something, and she's realizing it. So they get the dog buried, she puts a little stick, says, here lies, you know, whatever, I don't know. They, they, the dog had a little collar with a, a, a phone number, and it was something about Texas, and so they'd call the number, but nobody knew what to do with that when they called the number. Um, and so uh, the story gets crazier, though. So then she drives away, and she's upset and exhausted from trying to bury that poor doggy. And uh, as they're driving away, they see someone parked talking to a police officer in a different parking lot. And the person has a Texas plate. And my wife's like, wait, I think... I think that could be like, she looks like she's looking for something, right? Uh, and so she gets out and she says, ma'am, are you looking for your dog? And then she goes, yeah, he jumped out of the car. Now I don't know what happened. And so my wife has to break the news to her and she brings this woman to the graveside and sits there with her arm around her, tries to disminister to her as she's going through this horrible situation. And uh, uh, I mean, uh, to me, like I know it was, it was just a crazy story. The craziest part of the story was me just picturing my wife trying to bury this poor animal with her bare hands because I know it's difficult to bury something. Now here's the thing, with some of you, you know how difficult it is to bury something. Not because you've tried to bury something in the physical realm, but because you know you've had a tough time burying some of those parts of your old life, some of the past that just keeps kind of coming up out of that shallow grave that you tried to hide some of that stuff in. Listen, when you get baptized in water, I believe that there is a spiritual component that when you go down into that water, maybe the sensation of that water just coming over your life, you realize, you know, what? All those attitudes, all those, uh, those, uh, those ways that I used to think, all of those words that I used to say, all those, place, all those relationships that I used to know, it's, I'm dead to all of it in Jesus' name. When you go down in the water, it buries your past. That's why, like, it is, a, it is a message to other people. It is. When you, when you get baptized in water, I think your story does speak to others, but I just think there's something. I think there's something, like, spiritual that happens in that physical realm when you feel yourself going down and you feel all of those former desires and all that old reputation, you feel that just going down into death. That's what baptism represents. That's why water baptism in, in Scripture, the scriptural pattern is submission. Like it's, it's to go down into the water. That's what we see all throughout Scripture. Let me show you just a couple of them real quick. Acts chapter 8, verse 38 and 39 says, He gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, they went down in it. Uh, then they came up. The Spirit of the Lord came, uh, carried Philip away. In Matthew chapter 3, this is Jesus' baptism. And after his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, well, if Jesus came up out of the water, that means Jesus went down in the water. If Jesus went down, then I'll go down. And for Jesus, he, he died and, and was in a tomb. He died for, for our sins. And now we go down so that we're not alive to our sin any longer. 
part of this baptism story is to go down. But when we're baptized into Christ, it doesn't end there. We also come up. Everybody say come up. Matter of fact, look at somebody and say, I'm on the come up. Yeah, and so you, you'll never see a baptism stop halfway through. Like I promise, next week, if you come and get baptized, we are not gonna stop your baptism portion of, like your baptism ceremony. We will not start halfway through. Like we're not gonna take you down and be like, I think he needs some more, like Jesus. Like, <laughs> you re- no, he's still not ready. Like, that's not gonna happen. No, if you go down, the only reason why you go down is so that you can come up. The only reason why you die, the only reason why you die to your old self is so that you can come up in in life again. Yeah. The problem is, there are some Christians that still like to live in the in-between. They like to live in, in, the, in the dunk mode. They, they like to just kind of stay in this weird zone in between Egypt and Cain in the promised land. We live in this weird zone between like the crucifixion, but we're not quite to the resurrection. Like we believe in the cross, but we're just not entering into the power of the resurrection. Like we have enough Jesus to lose some of our sin, but not enough Jesus to win in the future. And I'm gonna tell you now, when you live in the in-between, it is a frustrating life. It is a frustrating version of Christianity. No, you were, you were made for the come up. And so that's what water baptism does in your life. Perhaps some of you, you're, you're struggling with some of the things in the past. You just feel like you're kind of halfway going. And maybe, maybe God would whisper in your spirit today and say, you know what, but you've never been baptized in water. And I just wonder if that moment of come up out of the water, if that would do something in your spirit to, to, to connect with Jesus in that way. To make that statement that I, I'm, I'm on the way up. Mark chapter 16 talks about belief and baptism and how those two are, are related. And I, I want to clarify this because as we talk about all of the power of water baptism, I don't want us to start to misunderstand and think that we get baptized to be saved. We do not get baptized to be saved. We get baptized because we're saved. It's an it's a, it's a instruction from Jesus. But look at what Mark chapter 16, verse 16 says. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Now, look at what the pivotal word is in that, in that verse. It's not baptized. The pivotal word there is believe. If you believe and baptize, in other words, the baptism is going to come as a, as a result of your believing on Jesus because I'm believing on Jesus. I love Jesus. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey my command. So if I believe on him, I'm going to get baptized. But if I don't believe, I'll be condemned. So we don't get baptized to be saved. We don't get baptized so that then I'll finally have life in Christ. No, no, no. We get baptized to illustrate that. However, I do believe that there is some power in that come up. I do believe that there is some power that we go, okay, I I died to my old self, and now there's something else going on in my life. Paul says it this way in Galatians chapter 2. We read a little bit of this a moment ago. Let's continue to read that in verse 20. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live. We read that a moment ago. He goes on to say, but it's Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God. 
I hope that if you haven't been baptized and you're a follower of Jesus, maybe, you, maybe you're gonna give your life to Christ today because there will be some that will then I, I encourage you to get baptized next week. And if you do, I hope you'll invite everybody because it tells a story. Because when you go down that water, it's telling a story. And when you come up out of that water, and when you come up next Sunday, if you've never been baptized or if you have and you need to be baptized next Sunday, when you come up out of that water, I mean radiate resurrection. Radiate the power of resurrection. That the old you is gone and you are come up new. In the Bible times when someone would get baptized, early days of the church, a baptism was a declaration that a believer was definitely identifying himself with that group called Christians. And for many, uh, that would have been a, a, a real problem. That would have meant that I'm identifying with myself with a, with a group of people that were gonna be persecuted, potentially killed, uh, ostracized from your family, shunned from your friends. It could mean all of those things. As a matter of fact, that's still going on in the world today. In the Arab world, Northern Asia, uh, when you get baptized, that's the moment. Matter of fact, in the, Asian, uh, in the uh, Northern Asia, uh, in the Arab world, they call that the point of no return. And I say, so be it. I, I wanna go down. I wanna come up, and then I wanna, I wanna walk on. Look what, look what Paul continues in verse four of Romans six. He says, in order that we too might walk in newness of life. Can I tell you what Jesus' res resurrection was not? It was not a resuscitation. It was not just a regaining of former ways of life. No, Jesus' resurrection was not resuscitation. It was a resurrection into a new form, into a new life, into a new body. And that's what salvation is. Some of us think of salvation, and matter of fact, sometimes it even gets worded like we say, well, you come back to life in God. And I, I know what we mean when we say that. But when I die to my old self and I come up in newness of life, I'm not just, I just I'm, I'm not just being restored. It's not just my old ways getting a little bit better. It's not just my old ways getting a little more improved. No, I am becoming new in Christ. The old is gone and everything is made new. That's the offer made to you. It's, it's like this. It would be like the difference between having a car that's like a beater and like you just, it's, it's breaking down half the time on you. It's, it smells funny, like it's sputtering, and it finally dies one time, and you're like, man, I hope this is finally it. And you take it to the mechanic, and the mechanic goes, good news, I was actually able to fix it. Didn't cost that much. And inwardly, you're thinking, that's not good news. You're thinking, I'm so sick of that car. I just, I just wished it would have died. Now, different, the difference between that and being like up on the prices right when they go, a new car. And everybody's like, yes. Did you notice on the prices right, they never say. And part of this showcase showdown is a gift certificate to a mechanic to fix your old car. No. Because I'll tell you what's better than fixing the old is getting something new. That's what water baptism represents. That's what, I'll say it this way, that's what it completes. That's what it initiates in your life. When you go down in that water and then you come up out of that water and you begin to walk in newness of life, you begin to make new choices 
find new ways to walk, new ways to live, new paths to walk in, new leaders to walk after, new companions to walk with. The old is gone and everything is made new. So, so let me ask a couple questions. Our first question would be this. Why? Why would someone not get baptized? Why would somebody who's following Jesus not be baptized? And there are reasons for that. I, I do. I, knew, I, don't, I know that there are. I know some of us are battling with those. Why would a Christian haven't have been yet been baptized? Number one, I think because they may not know the importance of water baptism. Now, I think for a lot of us sitting through this message in this service today, we, we are starting to kind of understand maybe a little bit more the importance of water baptism. But maybe in times past, we just thought, oh, it's just not that big of a deal, and at some point I'll get around to it, and we just never got around to it. For some of us, it's, it's tradition. That's why we haven't, because we were relying on a tradition in the past instead of a biblical pattern or mandate. And let me, say what I'm, let me explain what I mean. Some of us maybe were sprinkled or, or something like that as a baby, and we go, well, that's, you know, I, I kind of was baptized because that was that. But we just read it in Mark that baptism follows belief. So it, it doesn't work the other way around. I, I can't get baptized before I believe on Jesus, okay? That's, that's scripture, that's, what, that's how we believe that. Uh, there are denominations that thought that they, were, they would baptize an infant and they would save the infant. And then a, a non-baptized infant would go to a different place. That you'll, you'll find no even hints of that anywhere in scripture. So we, we believe and then we're baptized. And so even if you're relying on some other tradition or something like that, I just encourage you to pray and, and, and look at scripture, see what God would speak to you. And, and I believe that for, for many of you, if you'll just take this step out of, maybe out of tradition and, and into a, a vibrant obedience to Jesus Christ, I believe that God's gonna take you to a different realm uh, in, in your spiritual life. I think another reason why some of us don't get Baptized in water is just simple. It's just, it's just pride. Here's how it manifests. Can I talk about this for a second? Kind of manifests like this. Like sometimes we go, well, I mean, I've been coming to this church for a long time. I've been saved for a long time. And I just never got baptized. And so I can't be now getting up in front of everybody and getting up, getting all baptized. And then be like, you've been coming to this church 10 years. And then I'll feel weird. And we get like the enemy just lies to us about all these situations. Ain't nobody going to be thinking about any of, the, of that. I had a man come up to me after the first service and he said, I got baptized as a young man. But he's like, I, my, my life, I, I went all kinds of different directions and I went away from God. And he said, I've got my life back right with God just in the last few weeks. He came on Easter for the first Sunday. He hasn't missed a Sunday since. And he's telling me a story and he said, do you, do you think it would be all right if I got baptized again? I said, oh, absolutely. Yeah, because he's made a new commitment to Christ. And so, yeah, that's, I said, tell that story. Do, do that, yes. And so he's gonna get baptized this Sunday. And don't, don't let pride keep you from that. Some of us, we're worried about getting in front of people. Well, I, people, I don't want people to see me wet. That's just, get over that. Again, ain't nobody worried about that. When you, listen, when you come up out of that water, they're gonna be celebrating your come up. They're gonna be like, newness of life right there. They're not going to be thinking about if one of your hairs is out of place when you come out. You'll be, you don't even worry about that. You'll be beautiful when you come out of the water. In Jesus' name, I'm speaking beautiful baptisms over everybody's life. <laughs> so second question I would ask is this, then, then when should I get baptized? And here's always the answer to that. The always answer to when should I get baptized is as soon after you believe on Jesus as you can. Why? Because it's just obedience to Jesus. 
because he set that ordinance into place. And he said, I want you to make disciples baptizing them. He could have added a lot of other things instead of baptizing them when he said what's part of making disciples. What follows the belief? What follows the belief is this, is this illustration of the belief. The, the go down, the come up, and the walk on. This is the ordinances that, that, that Jesus set. And let me close with um, one of Jesus' final, final communications. Talking about these two ordinances. We read about in John that, uh, chapter 19, that um, it starts to describe the literal point of death as Jesus hung there on the cross for, for you, for your sin, to take the punishment of your sin. And even in his death, in the moment of his death, I believe that uh, we can see, you'll see, he's communicating these ordinances of the church. Let's look. The soldiers therefore came and they broke the legs of the first men who had been crucified with Jesus, then those of the other. But when they came to Jesus, they found that he was already dead and they did not break his legs. Verse 34. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, bringing a sudden flow of two liquids bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. What, what are the two ordinances that Jesus institutes for the church? Communion, that's blood. What's the other? Water baptism, water. Even in his death, Jesus was saying, if you believe on me, if you believe on me, do this, follow me in this. Be baptized, go down, come up, walk on, walk at a new level. When Jesus got baptized, right, the, the, the Father speaks, heaven opens up. It, right after Jesus baptized him, baptism, he goes into, he begins his public ministry. Listen, I believe some of you are going to get baptized in water and it's going to open up a new level of the Spirit over your life. I believe it's going to, you're going to sense an affirmation from God like you never before. I believe some of you are going to walk into new levels of ministry that you've not walked in before simply because of this obedient step to be baptized in water. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. Thank you for joining us in pursuit of growing closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.